When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck the censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Oh my gosh, it Boom. feels like I haven't seen Tom Davis in a long time oh This is a wolf boy. now back in your fucking grill yeah. What the fuck? You look huh? nice man You look good I don't feel like a little night you, You've seen me, you caught me in a bad moment where I've just had a shower you can't put the you can't put the wax in the barnet just yet. I wouldn't know. So I you just know. have to let it dry a bit. Well, I'm just telling you, you yeah. have to let it dry a little bit. Do you know what I mean? To get them curls looking. How nice? How waxy do you make your hair when you wax it nice? Not very, not very. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't think in the however many years since I've been using wax. I, I think I first started when I was actually. I used to use gel and make it really crispy. I used to smash up yeah crispy gel or brill cream yeah. used to be my lick. Oh, yeah. I use black and white for a little bit, but you have to use fairy liquid to get it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I went for a stage of Brill Cream where I'd used to sweep all my hair back to look like Michael Corleone. Oh, God. But I had like a widow's peak, so it used to sort of come out quite far. Yeah. And I just used to slick my hair back. I used to literally give like almost a half a tub of Brill Cream and really fucking like lacquer it back nice. Mm. And then, yeah. Well, I've, I've never got my hair right, ever. What? I, I, I've I, seen I, your I, hair I looking so nice and drippy. Well, that's very kind of you to say, but I always feel like I've either put too little or too much wax. Oh, no, no, know? no. I think there's at least seven times in my life I've looked at your hair and gone, he has waxed that to the mat. It's nice waxing. Thank you. Thank you. Tom, I'm dealing with a really fucking... What's happened, boy? I, 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 it's, it's... Do you know rage that you can't, you can't direct anywhere? Yep, yep. So basically, I walked in this morning to get ready for this podcast, mm-hmm. and I've seen that Reggie, I've left, I lock my office door because Reggie seems to still think, despite his age, still seems to think this office is outside. Right. And so last night, Lisa went, oh, you didn't lock your office. Reggie was in there. And then he barked to let us know that the door was open, I think. And she's given him way too much credit there. What he's barked at, basically, I've walked in today, and there's a big fucking yellow stain right oh in the middle my of my God. rock. And it's not puppy's piss now. How old is he now? He's nine months, nearly ten months. Yeah, man. That's not that. You're getting into that sort of teenage piss. So can, here's the question for you. Is this rug ruined? Am I looking at buying a new rug? Uh, man, um, you either have to get on your hands and knees and scrub that fucker because there's ways around it, but you have to, you, you've got to get the best product you can to get down hands and knees and you've got to scrub the shit out of that. Or, oh! it, is, uh, or it is another rug, brother. Is it an expensive piece Fuck! of kit? Yes, it's a really expensive piece of kit. And we've got washable rugs everywhere else because you knew we'd have a dog. But we didn't expect him to come into the fucking office. You know, he's trying you, bro. He's trying you. Oh. You know, man, like on Sunday, right, yeah. me and Catherine went out with friends for a bit of lunch. Nice place. Shout out the Grove Hotel. Why don't, why, don't you, why don't you ever invite me out? Can I ask this question? <laughs> no, why no, don't we, you ever invite me out? We would invite you if you and Lisa are around. You're so busy, bro. What do you mean if, no. Let no, me tell you something. Genuinely, I'd love a Sunday lunch with you, Lisa. No, you didn't. You listen. Let me tell you something. You constantly on the podcast. You constantly go, "Honestly, bruv, you're like one of my favourite people in the <laughs> whole world." You're sweet, sweet. Sir. Yeah. Why don't you want to see me outside this podcast? Right. Okay. You know what you see me as? Do you know what you see me as? Genuinely, I think you log onto this Zoom and you just see instead of my face, you see avatar, advertising revenue. That's what I think you see. Live, sh- live show remittance. That's what I think you see. When listen, you, you know, I, if I'm honest with you, sometimes I, I can't stand reje- rejection. So I worry about asking you, and then you and you. I mean, it would be a nice thing to go for you, Lisa. The boys, we go for a little bit of Sunday lunch. All right. 
Let's right. do it. You should, we should, we were uh, t- anyway, t- we were I, I, I interrupted you. Um, well, uh, Tom, I'm, I'm misdirecting my rage. I know what you do. I know what you do. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've studied yeah. enough uh, of this kind of vibe. Yeah, and today, I've got an hour and a half of you. Someone's going to have this rage all day long. Maybe for two or three days where you misdirect it. <laughs> Misfiring. You're basically, you're turning into Vladimir Putin. Oh my god! Vladimir Putin's ill, so he's fucking angry, like angry at everyone. Yeah. yeah, I wish I looked as good as him on a horse, though. Oh, yeah. I'd like to see a picture of you topless on a horse. Would you? If I hired a horse, would you do a picture of you topless on it? Um, where where would the horse be? I don't want him delivering a horse to my house. We okay. Me and you just go to some stables, Epsom Downs. We could go to Epsom Downs. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, I'm getting on. A horse. If, I mean, I, I don't know how ethically I feel about getting on a horse. I'm supposed to be vegan, after all. Mate, you're not eating it, or you don't even have to lick or kiss it. I know, but do do horses like being ridden? I actually think they enjoy it when they're doing a really good job of it. I've seen, yeah, I think so. I mean, mm. the trouble is that any animals like any of the shit we put them through, it's a wider question. Well, I try not to put animals through any shit, apart from fucking Reggie. <laughs> yeah, but look, <laughs> right, you, right, you are probably the saint of all the animals. You're essentially 2022's version of Doctor Doolittle, right? Thank you. Yeah. yeah, you are. The, you've got all the animals. I wouldn't mind that as a. I wouldn't mind that as a movie project, by the way. <laughs> you've got the back of Taking all these all the animals, mantle from right? Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, yeah. You're walking around. You're stroking their backs, and you're saying, "I won't eat you. I won't ride you. I won't do anything." Right. Mm, mm, mm. And look what's happened. What dogs? Your on kindness the has been taken as a weakness. Mm. Like I don't know whether like you know a horse or something has crept up to your garden wall when like you're asleep and Reggie's in the garden running around and they've gone. Shh, come here, come here. Fucking teach him a lesson. But you're the best of us, so you should be the last person Reggie's rebelling I'm against. Gonna, do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to eat a fucking big steak tonight. <laughs> you should just, just fucking just... rebel against it. <laughs> it's getting you nowhere. We were... Uh, yeah, it really is. We were having... So anyway, sorry, you went to the Grove. You we were having Sunday night, yeah. So it was lovely. Yeah. Um, yeah. What'd you have? Uh, I had a little chicken. Uh, a little ch- <laughs> well, not a little chicken, a chicken dinner, but uh, only a little bit of chicken. I actually really enjoy it. I'm actually getting really into that. When you said little chicken, I imagined you having like a, a little whole poussin. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. There was a couple the, the little drumsticks and everything. Yeah, yeah. Pick it up and just drop it into your fucking jowls. <laughs> Roll it around in my mouth, around my tongue, and then just spit yeah, out a couple just, of bones. Yeah, yeah. the carcass just comes <laughs> spitting out. Just retch it out. <laughs> Shit out a bone a week later. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little bit of chicken vibes, but um, like Grace, we, we were there for a bit longer than we thought, so Grace was like having a little nap on me, which is lovely. Mm. It's one of my favourite things. She's crashed out, KO'd on me. Yeah. Uh, some people came in, they were on a table joining us, and there was a little tight gap between the tables. They knocked the table and they woke Grace. Anyway, I basically was like, you know, trying to settle a bit down, and then I just noticed like a warm, wet sensation all down. my. I bought a new like, linen shirt mm. all over my shorts, yeah. She was like having the biggest piss I'd ever seen on me. What, it came out the nappy? Yeah, it basically it must have been a little like little fold that was just sort of open of right. the nappy. I was drenched in piss, right? And she was laughing and smiling. She's a little angel. I get it. It's funny. Um, everyone else in the restaurant's laughing because I'm covered in piss. Yeah. Catherine's like, right, I need to go and change, Grace. So you wait here. I was like, what do I do? She stepped straight up. No, I was literally drenched in piss. I don't want to walk through the... F- it's a nice hotel. So she, like, grabbed yeah. Grace, ran, to, you know, went to get her change. I had to sit in this restaurant covered in piss for, like, 15 minutes mm. with everyone laughing. Yeah. yeah. So are you So are you angling for sympathy here? <laughs> well, it's not... Do you, feel like you're, do you feel like you're the victim in this story? Who's the victim, then? But there's no victim. What I would say is Grace has accidentally pissed on you and Catherine's immediately gone to change her. Yeah, I know. Are you mo- so are you moaning that Catherine's gone to change your child? No, I'm saying that what should have happened is we should, she said, you wait here. Like, I had to be there. So I waited for 15 minutes. Instead of like going, right, you go and get changed, I'll change Grace. Yeah, why, why did Catherine want you to stay at the table? I don't know. Whether we, she was worried we'd lose the table. We're not used to those classy kinds of joints. We're, we're used to a place where you, know, you leave the table, there's a good chance when you come back 15 minutes later, there's a whole other family sitting there. Yeah, that's. But I mean, you're describing Burger King. <laughs> there, 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 there are restaurants between the Grove and Burger King, aren't there? <laughs> On a Sunday for lunch, bro. Have you ever been in a Toby, Toby Carvery? Yeah, I've been in a Toby. You fucking leave a Toby Carvery table for I reckon five minutes and over with no bag. With no, I mean, you're not leaving fucking valuables on a Toby Carvery table. You come back, it's gone. No. The table's gone. Yeah, no. And if you have left valuables there, they're gone as well. So you stayed there covered in piss. Yep. 
what was your mood like at this stage? Well, I had to be jovial, but inside I was absolutely like, oh my God, this is disgusting. And then we, you know, it was just like, the smell was quite, you know, mm. that's what I mean about Reggie. Like, Grace has got, you know, her weed smell, she's having more to eat and more to drink now. Yeah. So there's more, you know, it's like Reggie, Reggie's piss. When, when dogs first piss, you can't even smell it. It's essentially just water coming out of their willies. Yeah. Or fannies. Right? <laughs> Christ almighty. <laughs> but now he's probably there's a lot more to his you know because he's having more well food. The, the good th the good thing about reggie's piss now is that lisa's been worried about him pissing on the grass and ruining it so she bought these rocks that you put in their water bowl that's supposed to like make yeah yeah, kind yeah, of yeah yeah they kind of work mate do you know what you should be doing you should be doing what? training him to go to an area where like having like a little piss alley or something that he, or shit alley that he goes mm, down that's not a bad idea that's what we did. This, this dog's completely untrained, by the way. Really? He's it, it, completely untrained. It's like having a wild animal in the house. Well, that's what basically. he is, essentially. But you need to make... Get on the, I will tell you now. Do you like your lawn? Yeah. Well, I mean, do I like my lawn? Yes. I mean, I, I don't... <laughs> I'm slightly nervous about... So, no, Yes, but, I like it. What do you mean, like it? Do you want patches of piss all over it? Yes, I do. Yeah, of course I don't. <laughs> then get him trained... Start basically when he needs a wee. Is it well, too late to train him, Tom? No, 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 no. You okay. can train him. You can train. What you need to do is this, right? Yeah. You need to notice the telltale signs of when he needs a wee, right? Yeah. And when he's near my office door, <laughs> put a lead on him. Walk him outside. Yeah. Walk him down a little um, like you know, where you've got some stones or you've got like something that's not grass, essentially, right? And go, right. go wee wees, go wee wees, Reggie, go wee wees, mate, go wee wees, right? <laughs> and then when he does his piss. You give him a biscuit and then stroke his head and go, good boy, good boy, Reggie. Okay. Why are you laughing? Is this real advice? Yeah, it's just real advice, man. Yeah, yeah, but why do you keep, why do you keep giggling? Because I, I kind of want Lisa to film you doing that. <laughs> I don't know if you've got that voice in your locker. Yeah, I've got that voice. Try it. Go on. Wee-wees, Reggie. Wee-wees. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've got to be really like lovely to him. Go on, mate. I am being lovely. Go, go on, on, mate. Go on, wee-wees. Go and have a wee-wees. No, you sound good sarcastic. Boy. Come on, mate. Hello, baby. Come, come on, wee -wees. come on, good boy, good boy. Have a wee wees. Have a wee wees. How's that? <laughs> yeah, then you just got to stroke his jowls a little bit and just like give it, let him know that, that he's a winner if he pisses on the on on some okay. hard floor. Yeah, I need yeah. to do that. I I, I just um, let me. I'm say, lazy. Yeah, but all you've got to do is probably two weeks of solid that, and then he'll literally mm. sprint as quickly as he can to that hard floor mm. and piss there afterwards. Okay. Yeah, right. right. and it's a beautiful thing, bro. Yeah, and you'll feel so much rewarded when he's pissing in a different place. You think so? Well, yeah, because it's like fucking you've taught him something. In the circle of life, you've become the the man that he looks up to and goes, "Oh, actually, okay. Romesh, you taught me how to do this." Yeah, but he doesn't like me. He likes Lisa. We'll get Lisa to do it then. Okay. Yeah, just, um, just. I think it's a family meeting time. Oh God, I keep looking at this rug, man. Fuck. Is it? Uh, the, I mean, but also you've got to think it is just a material object. Yes, it's expensive, but it's one. I've said this to you before. Sometimes we're not allowed to have nice things. Mm. You know, sort of. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, I actually think you're right. Like I'm sure there's a bit of religious scripture in the Bible or something that says thou shouldn't thou, have thou shall not worry about material things of, when you've got a dog. Rug. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. most people in history have had to. Henry VIII, uh, all his carpets were covered in piss because he had. Dog he was yeah. one of the first people in history to have dogs in the house. Is that true? Yeah. Is that really true? Yeah. You've just made this. Why, why, why? Can't I have a real conversation with <laughs> no, you? He was. He was. He was like, go back into history. Henry VIII was one of the, like, dogs used to live outside. Which, you know what I think's happened? Is he's talking about dogs and he wanted to make history fact and Henry VIII is the only person that popped into your head. That's what I think happened. No, 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 I swear. That's something along those lines. Name another king for me. Henry the Seventh. But anyway, apart apart from the piss drench, was the lunch nice? Yeah. It was beautiful, man. You know what we had? Um, we had three lovely days together, which was beautiful. Mm. It was nice to just re re chill out with my two girls and just have a lovely day, a lovely couple of days. And yeah, took Grace swimming, which is amazing. Lovely. 
Yeah. Actually, you know what? A, a moment of real kindness. We, we went to the outside pool. It was a lovely day. And uh, we had Grace in the pool. And then this uh, other family that were there had a baby about the same age as Grace. Um, had this little floating device that you put the babies in and they can just sort of sit in and they float in. Mm-hmm. And uh, they just came over and said, do you want to borrow this for a bit while you're in the pool? So it was like, yeah, yeah, it'd be lovely. Then it to us, had a real nice chat to them after. But you know when you just think that's a really sweet, sweet gesture. That's really nice. Yeah. Do you know what's really good when Grace is a bit older? They do these underwater torpedo things. Have you seen those? No. Oh, my God, they're incredible. It's just like a rubber rocket, and you, you throw it underwater, and it just shoots. I don't know how it I don't know what the science is, but it rockets forward, and kids absolutely love it. It's how old is she held for that? Well, she'd be fine now. It's not like... But I mean, I don't know how much enjoyment she's going to get out of it. But like, but it's it's amazing. Like li- literally, if I went, if we went on holiday with just that rocket, the kids would have a great few weeks. Wow, they love it, man. Well, even now they're loving it. Yeah, yeah. Wow. I had a great hang with Charlie. So nice. on Sunday, Alex and Lisa were out for the day. Uh, Theo went out with his mates, and Charlie and I just basically spent the day together all day Sunday. Played video games, watched nice. Netflix, had a swim. It was just um, what, um, what, what what game you playing with Charlie at the moment? I had a bit of an I had a bit of an awkward situation actually. Um, I, it was naive of me. I, I it, it, we played Mortal Kombat. Have you played that game? Yeah, of course. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he likes beat 'em ups, and he's yeah. got quite a few. He's got Injustice, which is like the DC and Marvel one. Yeah, and uh, no, it's not Marvel and DC. It's just DC, um, and it's really good. Mortal Kombat. I was playing with Charlie, and um, have they, have they, is it the old version that we'd have had as kids, or is it like is they if they the, a lot of the characters are the same, but the graphics are obviously incredible. Yeah, and um, the moves, a lot of the moves are the same. It's got the fatality, you know, finish him. Oh yeah, that. yeah, I love that shit. But what it is also is breathtakingly violent. Like, yeah, like, it always was. Like more, more, more violent than any film I've ever seen. I think possibly, with the exception of the boys, which is I, I would I would describe the violence in. Mortal Kombat is up there with the boys. There's a bit where Charlie is playing as the Joker. I don't know why the Joker's in it, but he is. And there's a bit where he does a special move and he pulls out a boxing glove on a, like on a sort of a spring sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he shoots it straight into your dick, right? Now that, that's fine. That's quite funny as a, as, a, as a cartoon thing. On one of them, he'd hurt me so much that the boxing glove smashed me in the dick and then it closes up on your crotch and your trousers split and you just see your penis get completely obliterated. What? Yeah, mate, it's... it's you actually I, see I, your penis? Yes. Yeah. Fuck off, really? Mate, I'm serious. I, I couldn't believe it. And then I, I paused it and I said to Charlie, I don't know if we should play this game, mate. This is like... Oh, he's, this he's is like really fucking on crack now. He's like... Oh, fucking... mate. He was like, what are you talking about, Dad? Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. I'm not going to have nightmares. And I thought, okay, well, you're, you've introduced nightmares. <laughs> you've already preempted nightmares. Suffering. Yeah, it was it was insane. And then I basically I I told him not to tell Lisa that we'd been playing the game. Whoa! <laughs> oh man, secret afternoons. Oh brother, that, you know the worst thing is though. Yeah, go on. If those nightmares come a knocking, it's going to be Lisa going to him in the night when he's sobbing, and it's like, oh my, you know, what was it about? And he's like, you know, oh, I had this dream of smashing Daddy's dick or whatever. Yeah, Daddy's <laughs> dick was turned into a, into a chutney <laughs> by a boxing glove. And she was like, "What have you got there? And he's like, oh, when you were at me, the other day, the other Sunday, me and Daddy played Mortal Kombat. Because when you said Mortal because look, when we were kids, it was violent, right? But the graphics mm. were so shit, you had to, actually almost pretty worse, because you had to imagine the shit, right, that was going yeah. on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? But now it's, oh, it's, man. It's, it's like, it's insane. And there's like, fo- like Robocop's in it, Rambo's in it, the Terminator's Rambo's in it. Rambo's in it. Rambo's in it, yeah. I mean, they Spent a lot of money in rights, image I know. rights. And Robocop, you can choose between the old 90s. Is it 90s or 80s? The old 80s, Robocop. Yeah, yeah. Or the new one. Did you watch the new Robocop? The later Robocop. Yeah. I like the old ones. Uh, Charlie also has started doing this thing where every now and again, if he's hot, I don't know why he does this, but if he's hot, he'll get into our bed in the middle of the night, right? Which is fine. We, yeah. Except for the fact that every now and again, his heel grinds my dick like he's trying to put out a cigarette. <laughs> It's it's insane. <laughs> I will wake up to him trying to put out my dick. It's crazy. This is what Lisa's been doing since Charlie was born. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, I half suspect that Lisa's been putting him up to it. Do me a favour, stub your dad's cock out. <laughs> Is it? It's like we we have Grace in the bed with us in the mornings, but it's like it's a worry, isn't it? The heat with kids. Yeah. Well, Charlie's probably too old now to worry. Yeah, you know, with babies, I, literally. Well, that is a worry with babies. The, the, the other thing about kids is, is that if they don't sleep during the night, you know you're going to have a shit day with them the next day. Do you know what I mean? So it's like... Is it cooler in your, yours and Lisa's room? No, not really. But I just think he, he wakes up and he thinks, oh, I want to go hang out with mum and dad. So he just yeah. walks in. Uh, I don't mind it. Lisa, Lisa's kind of against it because he sort of like, he needs to go back to his own bed. But I think there is going to come a time when... He's not going to want to do that anymore. Well, you don't want him to be 14 getting in bed with you. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they smell a certain way by that stage, don't they? You sort of, him stepping over his crispy socks in his bedroom to come and clamber into our bed. I don't, I don't think I want that. And, they're, and, and their feet start to stink as well. And you can smell their balls and stuff at that age. <laughs> Just nervous because of his, oh, I've got my GCSEs. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love that, mate. I'd love a version of a, like a fucking kid yeah. who's still getting into his, or a, a yeah. sort of like I've got a big job interview tomorrow. Getting into my dad's bed. What's the matter, son? Uh, it's just physics A level tomorrow. Come on in. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, when a little uh, when you've got a baby and they're trying to go to sleep, yeah, and the sounds they make and the things that like Grace will just do loads of like, <laughs> like, and then she'll sort of cry with her for, mouth, yeah, and then she'll cry for a bit. I'd love the idea of having a, a sort of an adult who hadn't grown out of that and then having like a one-night stand <laughs> with someone just going, you know, oh, sort of see you in the morning, sweetheart. See you in the morning. <laughs> just tossing and turning, trying to get comfortable. <laughs> oh, I really like do that you, um, Do you fart in front of Catherine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's the most cherished memory uh, moment of any relationship. You think so? I think that's when you know you're in love. And has, has Catherine seen you taking a shirt? No, that's Jesus no. Christ. Well, 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 well I'm, I'm, we're, I'm, we're married. We're not cellmates. <laughs> <laughs> no, but some people do that, don't they? No, no, no. I don't. I don't agree with that. I agree with fighting. I think fighting's cool, but I think there's some stuff you just have to just. Uh, you have yeah. to have some mistake, don't you? you? Have to. You have to maintain some sort of remnants of. of yeah, and all, uh, yeah. Also, it's just. I don't want to see anyone take a shit. No. I don't want to think about it. Do, do you ever sometimes think about... <laughs> Not until you've mentioned it. No, but sometimes if somebody's being quite hoity-toity or someone's a bit like above their station or whatever in a work thing, I, I just sort of think to myself, you have to take a shit. And then I imagine them sort of... Say, oh, gosh, why am I saying this out loud? But do you know what I mean? You know, like imagining people... You know, like... <laughs> Your house is like this fucking... <laughs> You know, like you know, like imagining people naked to make yourself less nervous, and you're probably speaking. Yeah, although yeah. we have we, we have previously said not to do that. denounce that advice. As, so, what uh, do you fans. do? You like you say if you're being bossed around, you're sort of like. I think it came from. I think it came from like. I think it, the the saying originated from the Queen because you know, like the, somebody, I think somebody in a pub somewhere said, "Would well, a Queen has to take a shit like everyone else?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so now I always think of that as a bit of a leveler. So if somebody's being a bit kind of. I don't know. You know when somebody's being a bit above their station or a bit arrogant or a bit kind of high, high, high-minded? high Is that the word I'm looking for? Um, I just sort of like to imagine. I, I don't go into detail. So, you know, I don't, I don't close my eyes for a couple of minutes and really visualise it vividly. But I do think... You just angrily in your head say, you've got to fucking take a shit and all. Don't think you're so fucking good. You, you fucking shit. You shit, mate. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking... Yeah, I know what you mean, man. I get it, bro. Do you ever, um, sorry, I'm in a bit of a random mood today, but do you ever, speaking of shitting, one, one of the things that I find, uh, you know, like pissing and shitting. Yeah. We're having very busy lives now, aren't yeah. we? And you do, uh, I do wonder if somebody's developing a way for us to not have to kind of stop to piss and shit. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I, just I, like a nappy. Well, no, I don't mean a nappy. I mean, like, I don't know what I mean, really. You know, like some sort of pill that you take that means that you reabsorb the nutrients or something. Or, or like, or like it delays it so that you only shit one kind of tiny dark pellet once a week or something like that. No, 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 no. That's never going to happen, mate. Why? I'm just saying that that's definitely not like it's like fucking. That is essentially like you think about. It's like imagine like not taking your bins out and only putting one can of coke out a day. Mm. Your fucking rubbish would build up. Yeah, I know. I'll but... tell you what, mate. That would that could happen, and then people would be rushing to try it, 
And then actually, like everyone's, I think everyone would be get the like, uh, you know, um, Violet from Willy Wonka when she just put up yeah. into the big blueberry. Yeah, 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 I think it would just sit inside you. And also, there is something meditative about taking a shit, isn't there? Mate, I have you, genuinely, have you? I think taking a shit is akin to meditation. Yeah, I mean, it's sort of it's sort of a rephrasing of what I said, but yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying that like, with that moment where your when your butt touches the pan, mm. right? Your butt butt touches the pan <laughs> or, or the seat, right? Yeah, right. Okay. And there's a moment. I thought you, I thought you were raw dogging it for a minute there, just sort <laughs> of ass, ass on porcelain. And then you just sit there and you just think, this is all. This, this is this this moment here. It's just about me. Mm. It's the only time you can be selfish and just. Do you take okay. Do you take your phone? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty bad for that. Yeah, that is bad. Because like, yeah, uh, here's an experiment for you. Go and have a shit without your phone. It'll feel like it's taking nine hours. Really? It's, it, it's insane. Because like you're you, like when you've got your phone, you're just, obviously, I, I mean, I don't need to explain what you do with your phone, but time passes quickly, doesn't it? And so you kind of... Yeah, of course. But if you actually leave your phone and decide to just sort of See, you know, I, I, I'm, throw I'm, yourself I'm, into the moment, yeah, but, it feels like a very long time. But let me say something, right? I actually think, genuinely, if you take your phone, it relaxes you more. Do you think so? Yeah, I think it's... And also, if you haven't got your phone, you end up rushing through it. You I see phone. my phone as an, as an ongoing source of anxiety, to be honest with you. So I don't really... Do you really? Yeah. I'm addicted to something that makes me feel worse every time. Yeah, I'm no, no. I'm a, I'm, 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 you know what? The nicest thing of this, when we went, I went away with Catherine and Grace, is for three mm-hmm. days, I'm scared. I didn't look at anything, really. Yeah. So what? So what? How did that make you? How oh, did that mate, affect your mental it. state? I loved it. Yeah. I've actually, to be fair, in the last in the last sort of two three months, I've cut down my use of my phone quite quite significantly. Yeah. It, it's good. It's it's a weird thing because like I know that every time I look at my phone, one, it takes me out of the room, which is a negative, yeah. right? Yeah. And two, I'll scroll onto something or I'll look at something and I think. I mean, look, I, I'm going to be honest. With you, sometimes I look at TikTok and I do get cheered up because I, I think yeah, TikTok yeah. is so funny. Some of it is so funny. Uh, some of it is a depressing indictment of where we are in life and society, but some of it is really funny. So I do feel slightly cheered up. But it takes you out of the room, and then you scroll on something, you'll never to be see a work email or something like. You're connected, and I think that's a negative. Do you know what I mean? So, but. The point I'm trying to make that I've just realised I was trying to make halfway through talking is that it's an example of being addicted to something that makes you feel worse. Like, even with smoking, I know that smoking makes your clothes stink and whatever, and there's long-term health effects, but you feel better after having a cigarette. I don't feel better after using my phone. Do you know what I mean? So, so it's like this weird thing where you're addicted to something that makes you feel worse. It's the same thing as, like, you'll have noticed, you commented on it, I've been vaping, right? Th- th- these vapes have got nicotine in, right? When yeah. I vape... It makes me anxious, right? And then if I haven't vaped for a bit, my anxiety drops. But yet I still keep vaping. Like, Mate, it doesn't it's, make it's any sense. It's the same thing with alcohol. It's like I've, I've started drink, drinking again, I like here and there. And then I, I realised on when I was away with uh, the other week, I realised I had a few drinks. Great. Enjoyed it. Next day, I felt like utter shit. I felt like a terrible dad. I felt like a fucking awful. I just felt like shit. I just was like, you know. And it's like not to say like, oh yeah, I'm not not going to drink, but it's just you make the you, you deal with the devil on it, right? The trouble with the phone is that you know when you look at stuff, you're constantly waiting for something shit, to, you know, like a text to come or whatever. And also sometimes it's just there's nothing there for you. Yeah. Sometimes you look at your phone hoping you've got a text, a reply from someone you've text, or you've got a fucking you know something on Instagram, and there's nothing there. It's just no. a hollow uh, fucking... one of my one of my lowest points is scrolling through Instagram and then it's saying you, you're all caught up. Yeah, that's the worst, that, man. When you've caught up is... on all the people you follow, I follow nearly two thousand people. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? Oh, really mate, bad. it's a real low of like. And also, you just look outside and think, what what else could I have been doing? I could have been, I could have learned Spanish. Yeah, in the time I've done this. Well, I don't. Mm, yeah, you could have done. Not the whole. And I'm saying, if you coldly, not in just the time it takes to look at two thousand people, fucking frying an egg or fucking. Do you know that? Up. Do you know that? Do you know that learning another language is also good for your mental health? Is it? Did you know that? Yeah, I am going to learn like, Spanish. I'm going to learn, mate. Why don't we try and learn Spanish? Why don't we that start learning incredible. Spanish today? Let's do it. Uh, what what sort of time commitment are we talking about? Half an hour a day? Yeah, I can half an hour a day. Half an hour a day trying to learn Spanish. How are you going to do it? Well, I'm thinking. Of, well, fucking an app on my phone. <laughs> yeah, no, but I think that's not that yeah, bad an idea. Yeah, yeah, Rosetta yeah. Stone is good. Really? Yeah, it's like they show like. It's like a simulation of, by the way, we're not being sponsored by Rosetta Stone. It's something I've used. 
It's like they'll, they, they try and simulate how you learn language as a child. So they'll show you pictures and then say the word. Oh, wow. In the same way that a parent would to you. And then, at the, so you go for a thing and at the end of it, it'll give you a sentence and then suddenly you've internalised these words. Like, Mate, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Let's do half an hour of Rosetta Stone every day from now. Yeah. And then we'll try and do a section of the podcast in Spanish. That would be amazing. <laughs> you know what would know be really sick? What? If we did a gig in Spanish, we had to get five yeah, minutes. That's not going to, that's not, that's not, I mean. What, you, you wouldn't be able to get five minutes of material? Well, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. All right. Should we, should we do, why don't we do it? Cause we've got, we've got, um, we can't officially announce, but we've got plans for a couple of live shows. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And one of them will be up North just to yeah. give you a heads up. So we could do a five second section of that. Just <laughs> try to speak in Spanish. Spanish. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm, yeah, I'm going to throw it. myself. Yeah. So is Rosetta Stone yeah. an app, or is that a... I, think, I don't know if you can get it on your phone. I know it's a laptop app. I want to get that shit, man. I'm excited. I'm um, very excited. Muy, muy... Okay, I need Rosetta Stone. I don't know what excited is in Spanish. Tengo mucho... Uh, I don't know. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Just to bring the uh, atmosphere down. You know, I got quite morose about something, quite sad about something uh, this week. Um, I didn't realise that, or well, I sort of had heard rumours, but the Neighbours was finishing. That's not rumours, that's news from about three months ago. Yeah, I know, I sort of, I don't know, it just, I'd, I've had a lot going on, I hadn't internalised it. Mm. I, I watched the trailer. For the last episode? Yeah. Fuck me. Didn't Kylie Minogue and Jason Donovan come back? And Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie was in Neighbours? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, was she? I didn't yeah. know that. Mate, I was absolutely crushed. Do you know? Um, do you know? Like when you're a kid, and yeah. there's certain there's certain things like you're emotionally sort you're of not much, as developed, yeah, yeah, and you're sort of supercharged, I would say. So, for example, and so there are certain songs that I listened to back in the day when I was a kid, or heard in the background when something monumental yeah. was happening, that to this day trigger something in me. Right? Yeah, and yeah, I'll give yeah. you examples: uh, Jackson Five, Ben. Yeah, so if I hear that song now, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, I just called to say I love you, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. That was playing when I was getting ready for school one day, and that fucks me up every time I hear it. I just can't. Do I have to do everyone? No, 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 no. Um, but one of them, the reason I'm mentioning this convoluted story, am I hyper today? I like it. I, I went like to the it, gym I this morning. I just, um, okay. Um, one of the ones that gets me, Jason and Kylie, especially oh, for you. Man, mate. Oh, my God. Mate. Especially for you. I want to tell you how really I've been well, feeling I've that been way too. too. Oh, mate, it's fucking... <laughs> honestly, right, when I've read the news, you know, like, it feels a bit like... I used to live on Ramsey Street. Yeah. And the buildings are still there and the people have moved on, like Miss Mangle's dead and like, you know, Harold and um can't even remember his wife's name now. Um Madge. Madge Bishop have gone. Yeah. You know, and other people have moved on and the houses still stand, but Bouncer. I, oh man. Do you know you know, I had this fucking throwback of like remembering like there was an episode right where Scott and Charlene and Mike and I can't remember his girlfriend's name now, but they all went on a boat out, out, out to sea on a boat and the boat ran out of petrol. Right. And Guy Pearce, who played Mike, amazing yeah. actor, Guy Pearce. Incredible Pierce, actor. Basically had to, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to have to swim back to shore. I'm going to have to swim back. And they were like, you can't, it's too far. And he was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. It's the only way I can save everyone. So he jumps into the boat, uh, jumps off the boat, sorry, into the sea and he starts yeah. swimming. And then, it cuts out into name, and it was on a Friday, right? Yeah. I swear that's probably my first memory of actual, real anxiety. 
I don't know how I got. I can't I remember me and my sister being, and my sister sort of forgetting about it about two hours later and just moving on to something else. I remember like literally spending all Saturday and Sunday just thinking, fuck it. He was my favorite character. You yeah. Know, yeah. It, it sort of. What happened, like, by the way? He made it to shore. Yeah. You know. Okay. But they really fuck it. I mean, that was when it was, you know, drama at its best, man. They really held it out nice. They needed to, they needed to I mean, what I would say is, even when you describe that, the theme tune needs to be a little, a little less upbeat, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, yeah, you've, got yeah, some, yeah. you've got somebody swimming to shore, they might drown. Yeah. And then it goes, or sharks. Or sharks. Everybody, how does that song go? Everybody needs good neighbors. With a little bit of understanding. understanding. We can find a perfect way. Neighbors, to be there for, to one, be another. for one another. That's when good neighbors become good friends. Man. Do you know what my favorite friendship on there was Miss Mangle? And was it Brett, the boy who used to sort of like <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Mangle? <laughs> oh god. Uh right, should we do some emails, my chief? Yeah, man. Let's do it, Bubba. Once again, thanks to the Swan for selecting the emails this week. Uh, still, a lot of people emailing in about the arse pebble. By the way, really? I don't. Wow. I don't know if you saw. We got a message. Somebody got a present of some Wolf and Al merch and a couple of arse pebbles. Oh no, I haven't seen that one yet. Have a look for the photo. What I would say is the, those arse pebbles are so thick. I, really? I don't know. <laughs> where, yeah. where are the pictures? Um, oh, before we get into this, do you remember when you came on to Romantic Getaway? Yeah. Do you remember the first AD, Matt Bell? Yep. He, I think he worked on Murder and Successful. Yeah, great guy, great guy. So he's asked me a favour. I yeah. wouldn't normally do this, but Matt Bell's a really nice guy. He's a lovely man, uh, very talented. So I, I'm asking you and I'm asking the listeners. Matt Bell has done something which I always respect when somebody goes out on this. He's bought a coffee van. Wow. Right? So he's, he's invested in this new little business and he would like suggestions for a name for the coffee van. Oh, so, nice. I don't know. What should we offer as a prize for the one that makes it? Maybe a free bit of merch, free T-shirt. Yeah, hoodie, maybe. Uh, yeah, I've got a hoodie. Well, yeah. let's see what let's see what Matt's willing to stump up for because I'm not. This is not coming out of my pocket. So uh, maybe guys, this is quite coffee. a good thing that we do. What do you mean? Maybe every week on this. I know that we don't like format, but we should shout out a small business. That's a great idea. A small business. Oh, hold on, hold on. I think they. I think they might do this on Parenting Hell podcast. Oh, great, fucking. Of course, they've got their first. <laughs> it's going to be about parenting. But fuck it, let's do it. Come on. It's not like we're original anyway. So if you've got, if, 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 if you've got, if you've got a small business you want shouting out, uh, send us a name. Send us uh, the reason why it should be, sh- or what it is. I'll tell you we'll what to do you to make it a bit different is maybe just do a small voice note recording like where you're giving your own advert to your business and we'll play them on here. Um, what, how do you think our paying advertisers will feel about that, Tom? Yeah, but they're big, big bucks, aren't they? So... Oh, speaking of which, um, this I'm not being paid for this, but in interests of uh, in interests of complete disclosure, full disclosure, um, I, I did. They did send me some free. So there is a high protein, healthy breakfast cereal company called Surreal, right? right? And they do like cinnamon, peanut butter, blah blah blah, right? And they've got like 15 grams of protein right. per bowl or whatever. The reason I mention them is that. They sent me some cereal and I said I liked it. And they said they love the podcast so much that they're willing to give a discount to anybody that listens to the podcast. So wow. if you go to, if you go to the Surreal website... Maybe you also send in your co-host who also likes loads of protein. It would be nice. Yeah, sure. I don't think you need any more backing up, do you? But anyway, so it's S-U-R-R-E-A-L. Go to the, if you put the code in WOLF, they always choose WOLF for some reason because Al doesn't fucking matter. You get five quid off. So there you go. Sweet, sweet. Um, Actually, let me just say, talking about Al's... Have you noticed that most hotels now have this um, uh, little, little, you know, like the do not disturb sign? Yeah. It's written, uh, going to bed for the hour now. Really? Yeah. Which, which could be another segment of the show. Yeah. That's a, I don't, do we want to introduce a format? <laughs> no, not really. We're, no. we're barely able to meet the commitments of having a format-free podcast. <laughs> I, I noticed on our Apple review, somebody commented on how many weeks we've missed. How well, they've actually specific, specifically said. Okay. Do, do you know what? Think about if you can say the word before you throw yourself into it. <laughs> but um, no, they didn't specifically. Well, maybe they said maybe they said three weeks. We've missed three weeks or something in the last however long. Yeah, but that's three weeks. In, like We do this every week. We don't have a break. It's every week. We do it like sometimes fucking Tom, shit gets Tom, in the way. 
Tom, Tom, Tom. Yo. Tom. I know we've missed a few weeks. Should we not pretend that this is a hardship? Should we, <laughs> oh, should I love we do the yeah. listeners the honour of explaining to them that this, this probably has the least effort put into it of any podcast yeah, yeah, on yeah. the interweb? Uh, okay, this is from the Axolot. <laughs> the Axolotl. Can you Google that, please? Axolotl. What does it look like? Axolotl. Oh, my God. What is it? What does it look like? A weird-looking little thing. Yeah, what is it? Like, is it a lizard? It's is a, it a pyromorphic salamander, closely related. Oh, cool. I've got, it, I've got it in my head now. Look, what does look. it look like? Look. Oh, I like those. They're yeah, quite they're famous, cool. aren't they? They're like, it looks like a little mini dragon, is how I describe it for yeah, the listener. quite cute little things, it goes. Um, okay. Uh, so this is from the Axolotl. Hi, love the pod and all the things you guys do. You, you guys make me realise I'm normal. Would like to stay anonymous, please. Just call me the Axolotl. I'm a 47-year-old divorcee. I've been single three years. Oh, this sounds like me in three years' time. Uh, and would really like to meet someone special. I had a date today after this girl slid into my DMs. Yes, my G. We move in similar social circles and we got on really well and I'd like to take things further with her. Trouble is, she's the ex-wife of one of my really good friends. Oh. They're split five years ago. It's acrimonious and I'm scared it'll upset him and I'll lose his friendship. Do I not go there or tell him and see what he says? I value his friendship more than any potential romantic connection. So we call things off if it would damage my friendship with him. Thanks in advance for your wisdom. Tommy D. My guy, my guy. Um, well, romance is a sea that's a tough navigation, my friend. Um, um, listen, uh, personally speaking, I think uh, it's probably best to steer clear. I mean, you sort of answered the question yourself saying that you you would rather sort of his friendship um, rather than any potential romantic uh, situation. And I think that sort of says everything you need to know, if I'm honest with you, because... It's a difficult one, man. I think although he he might say he's fine with it, you know, and, and he's cool with it, you know, deep down it it might sort of, he might not be, and it might be a hard thing to, for him to discuss or for him to sort of feel feel over. And I think before you go too far down that road, it's probably a good good thing to, um, yeah, to sort of just just think. Well, you know what? I've got sort of two very strong friendships from this couple, and uh, leave it at that, and sort of, um, you know. Look elsewhere. We've talked about this a lot on here, and I think it's. Um, but I think when you get to the sort of age that we're all in, and this sort of, you know, it's um, it's it's it can be difficult. But I think it's, yeah, the less sort of hassle and the less sort of any sort of animosity that can come with it is you don't want that, man. So um, yeah, I sort of wish you well, but I'd, I'd probably just sort of, I'd probably leave leave it as just a friendship. Romanski. Uh, Axolotl, uh, I find myself completely and strongly agreeing with Tom, but but I do want to qualify that. Um, I don't know the circumstances of your divorce, obviously, but I know that you've been single for three years. And what I would say is when you're in your 40s and you split up with somebody, you've not been in the dating game for a long time and your, that, your self-worth drops because when you're when you're in a marriage, you sort of, you don't take it for granted, but you sort of go, that's a person that's with me. And then that gets taken away from you. And I imagine, please forgive me for putting this on you, but I imagine this person's got in touch and you got excited because you've been single for three years and you think, holy shit, this is an opportunity. There might not be another opportunity. The truth is, based on your email, I know that you know, and I think Tom picked up on it as well, you know that this is not the right thing to do. If it's acrimonious, I, I think there's a danger that even mentioning it to your mate could be an issue. So uh, I think it's 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 well left alone to be honest with you, and I think you know have faith in yourself that you're going to find someone else. I think I know it might not feel like that, uh, but I think you should. So that would be my advice to you, mate. Good luck. Good Take luck, my action. Good good luck. Good luck. High five spiritually. Do you? You're an amazing person. Okay, next email. This is from the anxious turtle. All Dear turtles are anxious, right? Pardon. All turtles are anxious. Well, I'd say they're cautious. Are they anxious? I mean, it's possible that their caution leads to a dropped anxiety. No, I think they're all, I don't think I've uh, ever seen a turtle. Apart from four, the Ninja Turtles. Number four on the worst things I've ever seen. I think, yeah, I think that, that apart from the Ninja Turtles, I've never seen a turtle in my life that I've not looked at and thought, fucking hell, I wouldn't want to swap places with him. Well, it doesn't mean they're anxious, does it? <laughs> no, but they are. They always I, look I, like... w- I would describe yourself and myself as more anxious than your average turtle. Yeah, I guess. Well, I don't know, but, but I've looked. I'd, lo- I'd love to. I'd love to have a little shell. I could just sort of, when things get too much, you just sort of. Well, you sort of you wear a big hoodie sometimes that you do that, don't you? No, I do. Well, actually, I know you're sort of joking. No, no, no. I've seen you do it. I, 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 yeah, I do do. I do do. 
I do, oh, Rubbish has tucked himself away into his little hoodie there because it's got too much for him. He's a little bit overwhelmed. His hoodie shell. Yeah. All you see uh, is a vape just poking out. <laughs> um, Wolf for now, please be kind. I'm dyslexic. So I know this year I probably have a million grammar mistakes and possibly not even make sense, but I'm desperate to hear your sweet advice. My oldest friend, who I've grown up with and I have fond memories with, asked me to be one of her bridesmaids. I felt honoured and extremely special until she told me I was one of ten and then it kind of took the whole meaning away. Anyway, that's not the problem. My friend is getting married in Italy. This is something I didn't know until I agreed to be a bridesmaid. But due to COVID, this wedding was pushed back three times. Obviously, no fault of anyone's. Uh, now, everything seems to be getting back to normal. The wedding is fast approaching. She has booked a beautiful wedding venue uh, and is doing a t- three-day event, including a movie night, a barbecue, and then the wedding itself. I simply cannot afford to go. Having looked up flights, accommodation, taxis, and spending money, it's costing over £2,000. I did explain this to my friend who took the news badly. She didn't seem to understand my situation and felt very let down by myself, as in her words, I've had three years to save up for this wedding. I haven't been in the luxury of being able to save in the last three years. Things have been tough. I was furloughed for two years, and then both myself and my boyfriend had to find new jobs. We're both renting, and twice we had to move out and find cheaper accommodation, and not even mentioning the cost of living. It's been hard. I feel like the world's worst friend. We haven't spoken since I explained I won't be able to afford to come. I would like some advice on what you think I should do now. I'm feeling really low about it. It's causing me a lot of anxiety. I feel like a shit person, and deep down I know that my friend won't speak to me ever again if I don't go to her wedding. Yes, I really do love for you both in a non-creepy way from the Anxious Turtle. Tom Davis. Yeah, Anxious Turtle, I'm going to, number one, don't ever, ever, ever apologise for dyslexia. Ever. Shout out the dyslexia crew because I'm one of you. Yeah. And don't ever apologise for anything when it comes to this situation with your friend. Let me just say that I think so, people put, you know, when, when someone's getting married, I think people, or, or if it's a 40th or, if, or whatever, people put so much fucking pressure on those around them uh, to come. And I think they... they people can lose any sight of they become quite selfish and it all, all essentially becomes quite about them i think that happens to most people sort of who put so much pressure on one day let me just say weddings are just one day they're just a, you know this fucking three-day event thing's insane mm-hmm. but a wedding is is primarily about the two people getting married when i look back at my wedding i think i had so many people there who i don't even talk to now or you know i i sort of just I've sort of drifted away from or whatever essentially it was about me Catherine and our families our parents whatever being there um I think if she can't your friend can't understand the situation you're in I've we, me and Catherine have had this situation like Catherine had this with a really close friend of hers we, we when we were in a really really dire financial situation and we had to move back into my parents and it was um a really, really tough time for us. A friend of ours was getting married and literally did exactly the same thing. Catherine said, look, I can't afford to come. I, you know, that's it. I, we won't be able to come to the wedding. I'm really, really sorry. And a friend from there blanked her. And at first, Catherine was really upset about this and, and life goes on. And, and now that that person sort of has once or twice tried to get back into Catherine's life. But we, uh, Catherine sort of looked at it as being, you know what, it's, they couldn't understand where she was or we were at that time. So... It looks difficult, but you have to ask yourself if that person is responding in the way that they are and saying they're never going to sort of, um, they're never going to talk to you again, or that they they haven't shown any glimmer of understanding when you've been quite honest and and, and quite sort of, you've gone to them and said, look, you know, you're in this financial situation. If they can't understand that at all, then, you know, primarily fuck them. They're just not really a good friend at all, are they? Um, I, I I find myself completely agreeing with Tom. I, I, I don't um, I don't know what this person's like, but what I would say to you is, if somebody decides to get married abroad, that's wonderful for them. But what you have to accept is some people aren't going to be able to do that. I mean, I mean, I mean, essentially, she's asking you to give her two thousand pounds. Yeah, which is like you know, imagine asking your friend to front up two grand. It's it's like a big ask, and so. You know, you weren't, you've been really honest and you've been upfront and you've said it and you've done all the right things. And actually, she should have either found a way to help you uh, or just gone, don't worry about it. I'm really sorry the wedding's in Italy and you're not going to be there. You know, maybe they could do something back home that you could be a part of. Do you know what I mean? If you're a good friend. I, I just don't, I know it's easier said than done, but you need to absolve yourself completely of any guilt for this. You, people are struggling. Do you know what I mean? And, and so... If your friend doesn't understand this, and I think you need to give her a bit of slack. She's caught, like Tom said, she's caught up in the moment of her wedding, and to her, that's the most important thing in the world. And look, look whether that's rightly or wrongly, I didn't have that attitude to my, towards my wedding, and neither did Lisa. You know, like I, I think what Tom said is right. It's about two people celebrating them getting together or being together, and all of the other stuff is just bullshit. 
you know what I mean? And so, but they've decided to go to Italy. You can't afford to go. She's going to have to fucking lump it. Sorry. So it becomes it's like just, a popularity contest then. It's how yeah, it's just never, bullshit. It's, it's just bullshit. To give another example, we went to Cyprus for a friend's wedding. Like a friend of yeah. Catherine's. They got married in Cyprus, Ron. This woman, well, both of them turned into such bride and groom zillas. They were atrocious to people. There was meant to be 150 people going. Mm. Six people turned up, me and Catherine were two of them. Genuinely, there was f- so much wasted food because they'd been so. Um, and even then, mm. we spent, I think, fifteen hundred quid going out and going to the wedding. So we got them a small wedding present. They didn't speak to yeah. us for about a year and a half because we didn't get them a present that they thought that they yeah. were. Yeah, you know, it's, it's mad. It's when it's does it? Yeah. You know, so if I'm going to be honest with you, um, anxious turtle, um, yeah. You do you. You sound like you, she's lucky yeah. to have you as a friend. If I'm honest with you, yeah, she's lucky she that she's got someone in her life who cares that much, and as like you're going through a lot of mental anxiety yourself and putting yourself through essentially a situation which you know is never is probably never going to be recipro- reciprocated when when you've no. got someone like that. You, you're you're listen, Angela. You're not a shit person, and if your friend doesn't speak to you ever again, I think that's probably for the best because if that's something they're willing to not talk to you about, then like Tom said, fuck them. You, you know, you, you don't need a condi- you don't need conditional friendship. It's just shit. My brother got married in Cyprus, and Lisa and I could not afford to go. Could not afford to go in the slightest. And I was like readying myself. This is quite. This looks quite bad on us. I was readying myself to to tell my brother I couldn't go. And I'm going to be honest. With you, I think he would have understood because he knew how much we were struggling at that time. But then my mum and dad, um, they basically gave us the money to go. Well, the truth is, I'm going to be absolutely honest, they didn't. When Theo was born, they gave us some money. I <laughs> said, so, so welcome to the world present to Theo. And we used it to, so that I could go to my brother's wedding. But but first of all, what I would say to clarify that, we've paid Theo back. We, he, he's got the money. The second thing I would say is, it was so hard, man, because all of my friends were fucking loaded. And I turned up to this wedding and we booked this hotel that had all-inclusive, like, not all-inclusive, it was, it was breakfast included. We were stuffing our bags with food at breakfast because we couldn't afford to go out. Because they were having dinners every night and we just about had enough money to cover the hotel flights and dinners in the evening. And even then we had to be super frugal. Like we were fucking ordering salads and shit like that. And then I had to be that guy that goes, should we split it according to what we've actually got, guys? I, d- I just think that would be better and fairer. <laughs> Um, it was it was absolutely horrendous. Like just Lisa walking around with a carrier with a handbag full of three kilos of halloumi that we'd fucking cleared from the the Cyprus included. Like we used breakfast. to do that. Just fucking literally just walk out of a fucking breakfast with thirty croissants. <laughs> it was so bad, man. But anyway, the point is, you've not done anything wrong. I'm telling you now. I hope you take this response as absolution for any guilt you might be feeling. You're you're totally in the right. She's totally in the wrong. And I can only hope that in years to come, months to come, days to come, she realises that she's out of order. Uh, so good luck with it. High five. Good luck with it. Anxious turtle. Keep doing you. Should we do one more? One more, my G. Okay. Uh, this is from the Scottish Wildcat. Hello, you sweet stars. I need the wisdom of the wolf, owl, and of course, the beautiful swan. I have a recent dilemma with a neighbour. After I finished a long shift at work in this heat... Myself and the wife decided to do some garden TLC. Usual crap, cut the grass, trim the hedge, etc. After the wife threw the cable with the head trim, I think she was Michael Myrtle's in Halloween. Isn't it Michael Myers? Michael Myers in Halloween. We decided to call it there and grab ourselves a well-deserved ice-cold bottle of cider each. After I walked around to the back garden, I grabbed the garden bin and a rat jumped out of the bin and I shat myself. Not literally, but I screamed a high-pitched note. Dogs started howling. Anyway, after that performance, I was like, none of that. Mr. Rat wasn't paying rent and I don't allow squatters in my bins. Action must be taken. I started cleaning all the bins, emptying them, rebadging, bleaching, the full shebang. So this is my dilemma. When we finished cleaning the bins, it was getting dark. We totally forgot about the little mess we left outside our garden with the leaves from the hedge. <laughs> we went to work the next day as usual. That's when we noticed the mess. When we got back from work, we noticed that someone had cleaned the leaves, but in our bin and returned the bin to our back garden. Do I find out which neighbour did the clean-up, say thank you, or do we leave it? We're the youngest couple on the cul-de-sac we live in. Your sweet advice would be appreciated, the Scottish Wildcat. Tom, this is a tough one. It's, it's a tricky it's a dilemma, deal. isn't it, yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to it's, it's close what, our thing out with? Yeah, it's... Um, number one, you seem like you've got some sweet, sweet souls upon your cul-de-sac, sir. Yeah, what a lot of I was actually... Thing. I was all geared up for it to be someone kicking off. Yeah, yeah I, I thought it was going to be... Really you got yourself into... Kind act. Um, I think it's a good thing to probably get a little ring doorbell because um, these situations, a ring doorbell would go down absolutely... Because you'd be able to have seen who, who did this. 
um, kind act. Um, I'd probably just leave it, you know. I think sometimes in life, it's, it's someone's, someone's done a very sweet, sweet thing. And actually, if they wanted you to know who it was, they'd probably have said. And actually, rest assured that living where you do, you've got good people around you who are there. And it yeah, seems like you've got a nice area. So I'd just leave, yeah, rest assured that, uh, yeah, kindness is out there. And whether it is, you know, helping someone put some rubbish away or lending a small ch- a small baby a, a floating desi- uh, uh, device, mm. there is kindness amongst us in society. Praise those who are kind. Uh, I, I partly agree with Tom here. Um, however, I think if I'd cleaned up your leaves and put it in the bin, I probably would appreciate, would not expect necessarily. Let's would just appreci- quickly... Re- just- there's no way you're cleaning up a le- na- neighbour's fucking leaves. Excuse me? You would never do that. What are you talking about? I cannot, t- <laughs> I cannot ever see a situation where you get home and you see some leaves out and you go, oh, I better fucking get those cleaned up for them. And then, because I, I know you, also you would be the first one to sort of like, you'd be hanging around the front of the house for about a month after waiting to sort of see them and go, Oh, um, I don't know if you noticed the other day you left all those leaves out the front and then they were gone when you got back from work. No, I just I was worried about them blowing all over the well, cul shack. Well, the joke's on you there because I would never talk directly to any of my neighbours. So, <laughs> um, I uh, this is what I think you should do. Depending on how feasible this is, I think you should post a little thing to each of the neighbours uh, around your house and say, um, "Just wanted to say, not sure who it was." but I want to say thank you so much for cleaning up the mess. We're so sorry. It was an oversight because we had a bit of a situation, but rest assured we are very grateful. And then just post that around a few houses. And uh, I think that's job. Maybe done. with jobs a picture of you and your wife smiling. Yeah. By the sort of, by the bin, maybe just a posed picture of you by the bin, just sort of smiling at how that's all been tidied up for you. I think that'd be a nice thing. It to does do. make you smile when you know that some, that some things would happen like this. And, you know, actually yeah, you totally know, the agree. flip of it, we've got a fucking, We've got these little dickheads who, uh, this guy who lives a few doors up from me, and his kids have started fucking just cycling up and down my drive and all over my grass. If, like, my ring doorbell gets set off, and I just keep, keep seeing these fucking kids just doing like handbrake turns all over, all over my. Do you say something about that, Rom, or do you just let that go? Uh, I mean, you're asking what I think you should do versus what I would actually do. What you should do is say something, what I would actually do is nothing. Yeah, no, that's the trouble, isn't it? Because I want to go up and say, look, man, like when we had the Jubilee celebrations and your kids were taking a piss out of everyone's garden, we kind of let that go. But I, mm. my my front garden isn't a play zone for your kids to sort of handbrake turn and drop shit. Uh, yeah, I think you should probably say something. I, yeah. I wouldn't say it like that, if I'm being honest. I, if I'm honest with you guys, this, this fella's an absolute helmet. So. Oh, in that case. There's exactly a little part of me that hopes he listens to this podcast. Mm. Mm. Right, Tomo. Yo. It's time to sign out. Uh, do your thing, my G. Yo, guys. Huh. How you doing? I hope you're smiling. I hope some decency is flowing through your veins. It strikes me as a strange thing. I always thought as a kid that when you grew up and old father time was sitting upon your wrist and the years would lap on by, that something like bullying and people who thought they had a sense of grandeur over you would evaporate. And we'd all sort of rest upon an even keel as we got older. The truth of the matter is some people in life are just dickheads. Some people always think that they're better than you or that you owe them something. But then you have to look deep inside them and think, what's going on there? Are you actually happy? Are you actually good? Why do you feel a need to be so bad to so many in a way to make you feel good? Sometimes it's easy enough just to ask them a question other times it's easier just to avoid it but sometimes just think what's actually going on there and give them a break got me thinking of Darth Vader wow he was quite a lonely man poor old Darth all those years just going around smashing up planets and destroying people in their lives but never ever able just to sit with a friend with a diet coke and say you know what I have a son life is a complex thing remember we're all just struggling getting through. That is beautiful. Thank, thank you, you so much, Tom. Uh, guys, thank you so much. Uh, we are going to leave you with a little snippet of a song that I've been listening to this week. 
that made me feel all cool. It's sort of apologetic. It's Jay-Z, 444. JT, could you play us out with a little bit of that? Guys, we will see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to The Wolf and Now. We appreciate every one of you. Love you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I apologize, often womanized, took for my child to be born, see through a woman's eyes, took for these natural twins, to believe in miracles, took me too long for this song, I don't deserve you, I harass you out in Paris, please come back to Rome, you make it home, we talked for hours when you were on tour. If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.